Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. These days, having versatile clothing you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life and is made to last. Plus, with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. And it's all made right here in the USA. Find your new wardrobe staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code WA23. Hello, hello. On this content episode, we'll be discussing the highs and lows of the Rule Breakers promo, a controversial SBC, post-hero pack market madness, those pound-for-pound powerhouses, and much more. I'm your host, Ben. You're listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from, and made possible by the pod's patron supporters. Hello and welcome to week seven of the Foot Weekly Podcast. It's the content episode, and with me to run the rule over content past present and future potentially too, is a great panel of guests, starting with, as is so often the case, YouTube legend, Air Japes FIFA. Hello, Japes. Hello, Ben. Happy to be back for another Foot Weekly. I think we've been chatting before this a little bit and like, as a whole, there are some fun things. Mm. So looking forward to digging in. Yeah, there certainly are. We'll get into them in just a second. Looking forward to breaking down the new Rule Breakers promo, which is uh, not new to FIFA generally, but definitely new to Foot22, of course. Next up, we have uh, Richard Buckley, FIFA E-World Cup commentator. How much longer that FIFA E-World Cup is around, I'm not sure. Yeah, one final year of FIFA. Um, <laughs> yeah. The future, you don't know where it's going to hold, but I'm sure it's going to be uh, sure it's going to be positive. Ultimate team's not going anywhere, safe to say. But yeah, uh, great to be back involved and lots, lots happening at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there certainly is. And we have Nate, the foot accountant, with us to talk about it, which is excellent because uh, he's going to give us loads of insight on the market and also maybe, you know, how to pack R9 after explaining that you'd packed him on the last podcast. I'm assuming no more R9s this week. <laughs> Just that one. I wouldn't expect anything else to grace my account for a long time. I think I've used <laughs> up my pack look for years now. So I'm very yeah, content yeah. with that one. But I just can't believe that it is November already. And yeah. it feels like, as it always does, this game is flying by, the months are flying by, Yeah, and here we are in November. Yeah, it's weird. It's one of those ones where it feels both 
like it's gone quickly, but also it's been a while because it's what a month since the yeah for like the world yeah release, exactly yeah a exactly month. a month because it's the first of October that it released, and now of course we've had the first of November. So interesting. Anyway, let's get into what we're going to talk about first. We've had this rule breakers promo, which we'll be talking about, and imagine this will feed into that too. But as always, we start with pound for pound powerhouse, which is. The best value player that we've seen over roughly the past week, they could be an SBC player, a player from the market, or an objective player. And we'll start off with a listener suggestion from Dom, and I think a few others for Anatovic, the Rule Breakers player. Dom says he's just ridiculous for his price, feels like the old school for Zlatan cards minus the five-star skills. With a hunter, he becomes an elite physical striker for 45k at the time of writing this. Having used Morentes, I can safely say Arnie feels like a better version of that item. For a big guy, his dribbling is really good. Dare I say he feels like Haaland should feel in game. Obviously, I'm a little biased because he used to play for Stoke, but he's probably the most fun player I've used so far. And Mbappe aside, the best striker I've used this year. So a bigger claim for an Altovich there. Carl Eric echoing that as well popular amongst the listeners for sure and does look really really good i will move us on then to the guest suggestions and richard and nate perhaps won't have been on a podcast since we've been doing this but we are going to put these up for voting by the listeners on twitter so at foot weekly pod if you'd like to go and vote on this so just a word of warning for our guests here as we get into it well time out what Ben is telling you to do is to pander to the player you believe the listeners will choose, not the player you indeed believe is the pound for pound powerhouse. I don't know about that because yeah. I chose Tap Soba and I did actually win just against Matt's Road to the Knockout, Bernardo Silva. So I'm not so I think sure. You were pandering. You said, gosh, remember, remember his team of the season card from last year. Do you remember yeah, how good true, that was? This true. card's basically <laughs> the same. You can get a little bit of pulling at the heartstrings, wasn't there? But mm-hmm. Japes, then you must have a, a very unpandering one and one that you can start us off with as a result of uh, digging me out. <laughs> <laughs> I sure do, Ben. This guy, he is rapidly, and I mean rapidly, dropped in price over the, I don't know, past, call it like 10 days. He was at 150K and now he's down at 70K and he is one of the best midfielders that I have used, bar none. Uh, and that, of course, is Marcus Llorente. Mm. I think at 150K, pound for pound, I don't know. At 70K, he's insane. That, mm. it, it's insane to get a card as good and versatile as he is for that price. So for me, it's a no-brainer. He's become a staple in my squad. Uh, I... You know, you'd, you're really going to have to twist my arm to get him out of it at this point. Yeah, and recommended by Pro Tom Lees we had on the Gameplay Pod last week. Definitely check that out. Great podcast if you haven't listened already. Um, at a much higher price as well, he was recommending him. So there we go. Uh, Richard, what about you? Uh, I mean, now there's a competitive edge to it and I've got potential to win something, <laughs> even if it is literally just... <laughs> Yeah, weekly uh, pod cloud. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm torn because I've not actually used this player, so but I don't know if I can technically vote for him if I've not used him. No, you can. Yeah, that is actually allowed. Yeah, yeah. Quite literally, everybody else has used him, um, and it's going to be the SBC Nkunku, mm. the 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 passing version of Nkunku as well. Um, yeah. In particular, I think it's an 85 and an 87 rated squad, pretty cheap given how the the market currently is at the moment with. You, like, you can get an 88-rated player for a bag of sweets. It's, it's, everything's super cheap. He's French. 
good links to other um, sort of Leipzig players as well. The uh, Gavaradol centre half, uh, Inform, who's got like 85 pace as mm. well. You get that link. You can link it off to Bundesliga. You can link it off to France as well. I just think he's really, really good value. Um, I've not used him this weekend, but I am going to complete him. He's going to be in my upcoming weekend league squad. Four star skills, three star weak foot, medium, medium work rates. He's got incredible passing. And if there's one area where midfield players struggle, it's in the passing department. Like we, we often complain giving the ball away in midfield. 95 short pass, 92 long pass, 93 curve. Great mm. dribbling as well. 86 stamina. He can defend, he can go forward. And, and I, I just think the, the passing, you get more out of the passing, you get more benefits out of doing the passing one because you're going to be passing every single game. Whereas if you take the shooting one, unless you're playing him like high up the field, you're not going to be getting the benefits of that shooting stat as a centre midfielder. So yeah, I, I think that Nkunku is unbelievable value. Oh yeah, he's really good. I think you're absolutely right about the passing one being the one to go for. The shooting one, he's not really a proper attacker. He's got three-star wheat for, he doesn't have a high attacking white rate, he's medium-medium, which is not necessarily ideal. And if you want to then boost his passing with the shooting one you're then kind of struggling to boost the other stat areas you need to boost so yeah passing definitely the best option and with an anchor or maybe even a, a shadow chem style he really looks outstanding in all areas and from what i've heard as you say from people who've been using him he's really excellent so yeah a great SBC. i think pretty decently priced as well yeah i think the passing boost in the midfield and the links that he provides with being mm. leipzig and being french uh i mean that I feel like that's a card that if you're doing that SBC, uh, I think his card, if it was on the market, would be probably a little bit more than where the SBC is valued at. And especially the passing one with that 93 passing. And if we get upgrade packs this week, that could be a crafting potential, if you will. Yeah, yeah. we'll find out in a few hours if we do. And I think it's quite likely, to be honest. Nate, who have you got for us in terms of a pound for pound powerhouse? I'm going to go for a real budget item here. And uh, mm. I'm calling this guy the, the Chowmeni killer uh rip art because Ah, everybody is selling their chow minis to try out this striker who looks like a midfielder yeah three star three star he's 511 high high work rates as a striker but ea boosted him up he's almost hullet gang except for passing and his passing stats aren't terrible they're just they're good they're just not great but i think at like you know eighteen thousand coins people are He's like a just a cheap card that looks really interesting. Even, probably mm. a lot of us have never heard of him before. I haven't, to be honest. Mm. And you look at his boost in his card and high, high work rates. His position is striker, but he, he looks like a, a center mid. So I think that's why you've seen like Chowmany drop off in price a decent amount. Mm. Probably the Nkunku affects that a little bit as well as an SBC. But I think that Rip Art card is, he, he's the epitome of a pound for pound powerhouse because he is a cheap card, 18K at the moment. So... He's just a fun one to try. It's a cool upgrade, and it's one of those where it's like, hey, EAGGs, I'll put this card on my team and just see how he does, you know? Yeah, it's a really good shout. Also, someone that may benefit from Jape's favorite powerhouse because it needs that passing boost, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think powerhouse works on that card for sure. You get him up over 90 passing, 94 vision or whatever, and 95 standing tackle, 90 interceptions on a striker. So, you know, when you're pressing Mm. the back line, I'm just kidding, people, obviously. (laughs) That's a striker. Let's be realistic here. Yeah, not with three-star, three-star, right? (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'd I'd have some concerns about his, like, agility, balance, composure combo. Mm. But I think, you know, if you're... 
look, this guy, I think is like a, an interesting option if you're running like a three back and you want a player that could do a little box to box dance as like a left mid right mid type deal or even that four five one that i'm talking about i think you could put him in that kind of like outside mid spot because he does have the defensive stats he does have mm. you know some of the stats going forward too to be a, a pretty versatile squad player yeah he's not bad he's no barquezen who i packed <laughs> uh, yeah. so they for those who don't know they did do a little mini release on saturday you had Barquizen, Zakaria, and Gundogan. I mean, they're all right, Zakaria and Gundogan. Barquizen, the less said, the better, I think. Um, do you have any idea why they did this mini-release on Saturday when they'd been doing it on Sundays? It's nice to see them doing it, of course, because there's extra players out there, but any particular idea why they do it on Saturday, not Sunday? It's so close to the release of the main team. I honestly don't, and... I just, it's normally on Sundays, right? As, as you mentioned, I'm not sure why they did it on Saturday. They didn't follow it up with any like crazy content on Sunday really either when I mean, we had the Dante SBC. Mm. So I was wondering if they were moving that up just because of something else. But yeah, I really don't know. It, it, it might make sense in hindsight, you know, as we get throughout the rest of this week. But as of right now, it's kind of like, okay, not yeah. sure. <laughs> Definitely. I wanted to, before we move on to the final pound for pound suggestions, just mention that a lot of people said that roads to the knockout stage Kostic as their pound for pound, which is definitely a good one. I mean, he was what, 30 odd K, but it's probably pretty much expired by the time people are listening to this. So I won't dwell on that. But yeah, a lot of people suggesting him and yeah, hard to argue with that. But let me move on to my own pound for pound before we ask Richard his, because mine's going to be another centre back. And this one is an ex-Bundesliga centre-back rather than a current Bundesliga centre-back. And that is Alaba's Team of the Week from Team of the Week 6. Ooh. And he has been, yeah, really, really good. I think people won't be surprised to know this in a way when you look at his stats. But when you look at his price, I think it is a surprise because 25k for a Real Madrid centre-back who has... With Shadow, 90 acceleration, 89 sprint speed, 97 interceptions, 93 defensive awareness, both of which are really noticeable actually in-game, despite his medium defensive work rate. I didn't notice that at all. He always felt very well positioned. Uh, 95 standing tackle, really, really good defensively. And 90 reactions, which of course sets him apart from the other centre-backs in the game. And I think if you look at the players, the centre-backs with 90-plus reactions, it's literally a couple. One of those is Ramos, who we talked about before, and I think part of the reason why he is so good despite his pace is because of that. With Alaba, though, you have the pace, maybe you don't have the aggression, but apart from that, there are a lot of similarities. He doesn't have the high attacking work rate, and he's left-footed, which is nice, with four-star weak foot. So he's really good at distributing from the back because he's got the 87 short passing as well, 87 composure, 86 ball control, all very noticeable as well. Feels really good on the ball, as you'd expect. And yeah, just fantastic for playing out from the back. And yeah, just 25k, which is crazy. Talking about cheap players, I hear that, Richard Buckley, you've been using Declan Rice as part of this change to the Buckley boys' ethos in Weekend League. That is correct, yes. Um... I needed somebody who was English Premier League to get chemistry as and players like a, a 4-3-2-1 as the central centre mid. Mm. I just had him in my club. Untradeable. I thought, why not stick him in English hero? He wasn't great, I'll be honest with you, but <laughs> he did a job. He was uh, cheap and cheerful. On the ball, he, he, he was obviously, as he is going to be, he was quite poor. But sort mm. of in the lines, um, picking up interceptions, 
when he had time on the ball, distributing the ball, it's quite good. I think he's got like 85 maybe and like 84 short and long pass. Yeah, yeah. Awful know, agility and balance. <laughs> yeah. Like truly agility. awful. How yeah. That, that just seems crazy. Like he, It's I mean, been a little yeah. bit hard done by, I'll be honest. Base Vidic has 70 agility. So. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he was fun to use. I used him in midfield three next to... Uh, Arguably one of my favourite players on the game um, in the road to the final, uh, road to knockouts, I should say, Bernardo Silva. Absolutely mm. in love with that card. And um, I also used uh, Ripper as as Nate was uh, bigging up as a, as a centre mid as well in a midfield okay. three. Was he good? He was good, but I think Japes alluded to it a little bit. A little bit of the Declan Rice where he just felt just a little bit slow, like it balls come to his feet. He was just a little bit slow getting it out, moving it mm. through the thirds. Like he, he was good, but he wasn't, oh my God, I need to keep him in my team. He's unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. a good player. But yeah, Declan Rice, if you want to use him, get him in if you're a West Ham fan, but um, probably needs a few more informs to uh, to become usable, shall we say. Yeah, I feel like he'd be a good candidate for rule breakers in a way, wouldn't he? You know, give him, yeah, give him like 85 pace and yeah. dribbling. Decent yeah. agility and stuff like that, which you could actually do. You could just give him a huge agility yeah. boost. Makes sense. Anyway, let us move on to talking about the Rule Breakers squad. We'll do that after the break. But I did want to mention one thing, I think, well, at least in my view, that's quite interesting. I, I guess a lot of people probably wouldn't be aware of this. It's something that I've found out through my time at FootEd. And I think the easy way to explain this or an example would be People may remember a few years back, if you had seen a flashback, Ribery, for example, who had really low strength and stamina, but the special item ended up having really, really high strength because basically they were trying to make his stamina usable, but they had to boost his strength as well because the stat boosts were tied to actually the increase in a player's face card stats from the base item to the special item. So when a player got, say, plus five on their physical, it would run this algorithm which would then boost specific stats in a very generic way that wouldn't really reflect that player's ability. You know, They'd have to have high stamina and strength, for example, which for some players didn't make sense. Before FIFA 21, they made changes to the game to allow for customized in-game stats, which was something that I don't think was necessarily picked up on by a lot of people, but it has made a significant difference in terms of how realistic they can make some of these items, particularly flashbacks. And the first time they used it was the flashback Witzel, which was the first flashback last year. And then the Rule Breakers promo was the first promo last year with, well, ever, with those custom in-game stats, which was uh, a significant step. And actually, I think that's probably the reason why it's called Rule Breakers kind of makes more sense in that context. And it is interesting because this is the first time we are seeing these custom in-game stats used in foot 22 and i think the first player might have been flashback kante and then we saw it uh, with these rule breaker players and i think the key thing for me that i was look at knowing that is what stats have they boosted what stats do they feel having looked at the gameplay talked to the gameplay team are the ones that they shouldn't boost if they want to avoid making that player too strong 
And as I've been banging on about this year, I think the one that quite clearly they haven't boosted significantly on cards that would otherwise be probably pretty strong or too strong mm -hmm. is that reaction stat. Too early in the year, Ben. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've got to wait <laughs> for that power curve to build before we can start adjusting those stats. I think it shows what they don't boost. Say more than the ones that they do. Yeah, exactly. Dun, That's what I was going to say. Dun. And also people should check out, you know, the icons that people say have some kind of hidden stats. Often it is because they have high reactions, composure, and, and uh, of course, defensive awareness and interceptions too, which, uh, I mean, people will have heard me talk about before. But let's take a break and we'll be back to talk about the objective, Kante, Flashback, and plenty of other Rule Breakers players, as well as the market, which is starting to spice up. We'll catch you in a second. In this break, a chance for me to tell you about LinkedIn. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get the candidates worth interviewing faster. And it's free. Having been involved in hiring various small businesses over the years, I can't understate how effective and helpful this would have been and how easy it is to use as well. If you'd like to give it a go, create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening options to get your role in front of only the most qualified people then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster and you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com forward slash foot. Again, that's linkedin.com forward slash F-U-T to post a job for free. Do you know what else is free? Subscribing to the Foot Weekly Podcast. Yes, just use whatever podcast app is at your disposal. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anything like that. And you can find the pod there. Subscribe and you'll get the episode each week delivered directly to your feed. And of course, if you would like even more than that, then you can go over and support the pod, become a patron, and you'll get bonus podcast episodes, including one this week, which is Australian pro Marcus Gomes talking about his three at the back formation and me talking about the tactics that got me into the elite division. All that over on the supporter feed, as I said. Right, let's get back into the pod. Hello, welcome back, and we'll get into the Rule Breakers squad now, which is, I think, a pretty interesting team with plenty of interesting options and feeds back into what I was saying I think it was last week and we talked about how cheap your meta golds are the likes of uh, Marcus Lorente of course Jake was mentioning earlier various different players that are really strong gold players are very cheap because the supply is really high and as I was saying on the podcast last week Nate I think the reasoning for that is so that the mid-tier players are the promo items and as a result they are desirable for people to go out and get yeah, I 100% agree with that. It's like, again, we've mentioned how the golds have just dropped so low and they we kind of have this gap between like your Bruno Fernandez and your Pogba who are like 30, 40,000 coins. And then you have your elite tier players, you know, your Mbappe, 1.7 mil. And there's just this huge gap between, you know, the majority of the market and the elite tier, especially mm -hmm. on icons too. So I, I think that, yes, I, I believe that these promo cards are cheaper this year than they would be in previous years but they're kind of just these cards are fitting into that gap like trent alexander arnold 200k for a 90 pace prem right back with salah playing incredibly well maybe a player of the month multiple informs already 
You know, Rudiger, I think, is a really interesting card. He fills a need for a, a prem center back other than like Varane. After you get to Varane, mm. like who else do you use? I mean, yeah, if you look around the squad, actually, a lot of these players are best in their position, in their league, nation, etc. I mean, Dembele, Trent, definitely Haaland, Diaby, maybe an argument for Arnautovic as well. Uh, there's quite a few, actually, that are very useful if you're building a team in a specific league or nation. So it makes a lot of sense that they're priced where they are. And I think someone like, you know, you look at Rudiger and he could be potentially one of the best centre-backs in the game. Definitely non-icons. I mean, mid-90s pace with a shadow, really, really high defensive stats as you'd expect. 89 aggression, 85 strength, 83 jumping, 87 reactions, high defensive, medium attacking, strong enough passing. Um, looks really, really good. Six foot three as well, of course. I don't know, maybe I'm being unfair on some of the other centre-backs in the game, but when you see Varane at 200-odd K, uh, this at 300-odd just seems uh, pretty good value, to be honest. No, absolutely. And I, I, it might seem absolutely crazy me saying this, but when you also look at like Mykonos' price, Varane's price, even that Rudiger, Dante at like 90K for an SBC doesn't seem atrocious. Yeah. 80 dribbling on a centre-half. I think he's 6'2", he's low-high, he's got 79 pace, Granted, if you're doing it just with liquid coins, you probably want to invest those coins elsewhere. But if you've got high-rated untradeables, like it's not a terrible mm. card. He's got if icon swaps does come out, um, which I imagine it will, you're probably gonna need a Brazil team at some point. You're probably gonna need a first on a league gun team at some point. Like I seem to remember we had an SBC last year, was it Denaya? Who yeah, was yeah. an SBC and everybody did that and it was like around the hundred K mark. And he was in teams for like a little while. I know that Dante was ridiculed on social media when he first came out, but I, I really don't think it's that bad. I think centre-back is probably... Centre-back and striker, I would argue, are the two positions this year where a lot of the coins team are going. Like, there's a lot of good centre-mids, there's a lot of good wide players who are relatively cheap. But getting like really top-end centre-backs, you're going Marquinhos, you're going Varane, that Rudiger there... Or getting like really, really, really top end strikers. That's where majority of coins are going. Because um, you can get really good fullbacks for like super cheap. You can get really good, even like that Onyeka for 85k. Mm. Dennis Zakaria, 60k. You can get really good midfield players cheap. So, yeah, I mean, I think Rudiger at 328 is maybe a little bit high, but 84 pace, like, it's. That's really, really mm. high for a centre-half this early in the game. Yeah, definitely. And, and there are plenty of good rule-breakers players, as we've talked about throughout this podcast. I mean, I think we've covered quite a lot of these now. So I wanted to move us on to one of the more interesting player SPCs we've had recently, which was the flashback Kante, the first reduction in overall for a flashback player. And the big hits that he took are in aggression and strength. Um, some passing reduction but he did get a pace boost and a slight boost to some of his dribbling stats. Uh, a significant downgrade to defensive awareness, which I think is important. It is Kante, though. Um, although he has a high, high work rate rather than a high defensive medium attacking, he still has that unique body type. He's still going to have that low center of gravity, which makes him very hard to get round. The problem is, Nate, the price has just ended up being almost higher than the 90-rated version, which is... I would say almost definitely better. Yeah, like right when it was released, there was a bit of a price gap there and it's been kind of interesting to watch it specifically on Xbox. And as the gold Conte has just 
dropped off in price. Of course, it's part of the reason why this one is hyped up too is just like the Ronaldo that we had last year. I mean, mm. this is just like a big name, elite level player that so many people use in FIFA. And you get a cool dynamic image, a flashback a card mm. design, and you, you do get over 80 pace. You suffer in the uh, physicality and the defense stats a bit. But I, I think that people just love doing SBCs and that's a cool card. I think a lot of people do those. Like Ronaldo last year, people didn't like that because it had way less stats than his gold card, but it was like a 300K to do and it was a Ronaldo SBC. Mm. And so just like the, I don't know, just like the cool factor of it. I don't think that the Conte SBC is that great of value. I would rather mm. just either get the gold or use Onyeka or, I mean, shoot, use Fred because now we have some options for Prems and mm. defensive mids. Um, but I understand why people would do this one too, because if you're a Chelsea fan or um, if you had been using Conte already and you see this one come out, it's a bit cheaper. I mean, again, mm. I don't like sinking my coins into an untradeable that you may not use for a long time. Unless you're going to use this guy for a long time, then then it's a go. But yeah, that's I was a little bit against it, I think, from the get-go. But it is cool, and I like this content. And I hope mm. that, I mean, hear people talk about Mbappe, flashback and you know i i think that it'd be cool if they continued releasing flashbacks like this mm. but maybe for a little bit more of a price reduction like if this sbc was 220k mm. uh then i feel like i would probably be a bit more in favor of it yeah yeah uh, i know what you mean and uh what are your thoughts richard do you have any particular strong feelings on this one if you if you want to do him like he's there to do but i'm i'm pretty similar to nate like save the coins in longevity wise gold kante is going to be better rather than the the flashback like how long is that flashback kante going to be viable until something else comes out where you're like i want to get that in mm. at least if you do get the tradable kante you can then sell him even if you sign it a loss you, you're making some of the coins back on him but yeah I, I just don't like i'm just not a big fan of flashbacks of like the Ronaldo one, I get. Messi, if Messi was to get a flashback, I get because we flashed him back to a point previous in his career. But it's a different position. He's quite a different player back then. So. Yeah. Whereas Kante's not. Kante's been the same player for since I've seen him in the Premier League, at least. Like I'm just not a fan. Yeah. No, I agree. James, anything to add? The difference in price between Kante's current goal card, who's like we've talked about, the same type of player in this card like is not enough to make this SBC exciting. If when they're doing the, like the reverse flashbacks like this, it either needs to be a player that like Aguero, I thought, I think is would have been an interesting one. They obviously did that last year. And I liked that card because they take a player that once upon a time in his career was very, very pacey and give them pace again. Right. Mm. Or you take a card like CR7 and say, this card isn't affordable for the masses, but we can make an SBC with stats that is. So everybody can play with CR7. That is the only, those are the only two use cases th that this makes sense. And, and honestly, like I'm super pro for that use case specifically, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I think that makes all the sense in the world to have, you know, that type of card in the game. I, Conte is just like, it's such a head scratcher that I don't understand. Like you could take this Neymar card, right? And he's what, 800K or whatever. And flash him back to like an old FIFA where he had like, you know, 80 shooting and 80 passing. And he was a center forward. 
right? And drop his stuff down and make him like 83 rated, 84 rated, something like that. Another mm-hmm. use case I'm entirely good with. I just don't understand. The Conte one just, just really, it just doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. Like, I I don't know. A, a good card for me that maybe would have made sense. Like, let's take Luis Suarez and flash him back to like Liverpool when he, you know, they yeah, of course yeah. love giving Luis Suarez like special cards, but let's flash him back to when he had, you know, a higher pace rating, that type of thing. Yeah, a know. bit like Aguero, right? That, that's what they do. Yeah, it, it just feels, or like flash Sergio Ramos back. Like, there's a card. Mm. Yep. But like for me, this whole the whole point of this promo is to be able to take cards that they've said, oh, you're old, you don't get pace anymore, and flash them back to a time when they had pace and give them stats that would fit the current meta. Conte's gold card is great, already fits the meta. This card is arguably worse, and he becomes mm. untradeable. It makes no sense, Ben. Yeah. Uh, it's also a shame because you only get so many flashbacks a year, so for this to be one of them, it just seems a bit of a waste, really. Um, but yeah. Well, I guess for this, like you, you're so limited on the cards that you can use because they're saying, you, like, they're looking at this and saying, this is a high-rated card. We need to uh, flash back to a time when it's a lower-rated card. And there's there's just only a limited number of cards that you can kind of do that with. Yeah, and look, I mean, on the other hand, I was looking at him at basic. I think he looks like a good card. It is just a slightly downgraded Kante, but it doesn't look great value compared to what there is on the market. The flip side of that, though, is if you have the fodder and you have more fodder than you have coins, then it's a good way of getting Kante. So that makes sense. I just, as we've discussed, have a problem with it being a flashback because this is just an SBC version of Kante that is a downgrade. And I'll defend the other flashbacks we had last year, which were downgrades to the hill. I think they were fantastic, but this is not. And uh, let's move on to something else. And unfortunately, maybe slightly negative as well. And that is the objective Antonio. We've not had any particularly exciting objectives. Maybe this is a slight step in the right direction, but I'm still slightly concerned about this Antonio's composure, things like that. It doesn't look especially amazing in my opinion. But Japes, a question for you from Pobius. With your limited time, do you bother with objectives like Antonio? No. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting that response. Look, if I if I were to spend the time doing the objective and I were to spend that time like learning about the market and doing a little bit of trading, I would come I would be able to buy like an objective card that I thought was more interesting than Antonio. The only reason to do this Antonio card is if you're a I don't know, like a West Ham fan or you have a low tier prem team and he fits and it sounds exciting for you, but I like objective cards this year until they give one that is just like Oh my gosh, that is a card. Man, you're mm. not going to see me in objectives. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And yeah, and I think we talked about this before about not doing so many this year. And I, I, I think I'm enjoying the game more as a result because I think the objective modes can be quite unpleasant in a way because the way that the FIFA is played there is just very. It's what I call like transactional FIFA. It's people doing specific things to get a specific result every time. And uh, that's just not the way I like to play. So I don't enjoy doing that. I know some people like to sort of check off objectives and it's something they enjoy. And that's great. You should do what you enjoy. Um, But it just doesn't feel like, for me, it's something that I want to do for players that I think I might use maybe for first owner. And that's about it. And I'm not even sure I would. So I think that is my view on it and Richard have you been tempted to get that Declan Rice link <laughs> or no uh, I'll, I'll be honest Ben I don't think I've done one objective player this year yeah I've not even like usually I do the silver stars as well and I've just not even bothered with that like I don't know I just I've just not been that yeah like like Jake was saying like just not that interested in the 
in the objectives tab. Um, I'll, mm. I'll sometimes check in there, see what the milestones are saying, see like where I am with with specific objectives. But I think the the players they've released just haven't been that interesting to me personally. Yeah, and just to say, we haven't spoken about you know why we're saying that he's not particularly compelling as a card, and he's got three star week for he does have four star skills. His shooting's very good. But apart from that, it's not especially exciting. And the big thing for me, 74 composure. Just think that's going to be a really not particularly enjoyable experience to use him up front because he's going to have great shooting stats, but they're not going to be as good when he's under pressure because of that really low composure. And he's got low acceleration too, which is a bit of a shame, although he does have 90 sprint speed. Decently physical, you know, around the 80 rated mark on all physicals, which is decent. But again, it's just, it's a, a decent striker, but there are other options you can just buy off the market, which are not going to cost you very much at all. And I think that is the bottom line. Like, you know, you look at Gabriel Jesus, just the regular, uh, he is genuinely probably better than this Antonio. So it's one for people who specifically want the Antonio card. And, you know, that's fair enough. Um, it's nice to have that there for them. Uh, now, anything to add? I, I think a lot of people I've spoken to, whether they're committed players, casual players, uh, big budgets, small budgets, have not done many objectives this year. And it's interesting, actually. Do you think that's had an effect on the market, you know, your, your link investing and things like that? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I'm really just, yeah, kind of surprised because last year, one of the things that we loved about FIBA 21 was that the objective content like took off. And that was one of the biggest like improvements from previous FIFAs, I think, is remember that like, we had all the milestone players that were getting released. I don't know when those were released last year, but it just feels like objectives so far this year have been definitely for players, not as hype. Like again, you guys mentioning that you haven't done a single objective card this year. I haven't either. Um, you know, I've done a few objectives for like the 50k pack or the 35k pack that they put in there. Those are fun. Yeah. But it just it just seems like they're putting less of an I don't know, putting less like grindable content as last year in the objectives. I don't know if that's going to change. I don't know if they're trying to like create a withdrawal from that and make people want that and then drop icon swaps, which would be a lot of objective grinding. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm really curious to see where that goes because I do think it's been a bit, mm. I would think most would agree it's been a bit down in objectives this year compared to previous years. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear you know, from listeners whether they think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, I haven't really found the experience any less enjoyable as a result because actually completing objectives wasn't something I especially enjoyed and true I, therefore I haven't you know felt like I'm missing something but for some people out there that may be the case I'd be interested in to hear you know, what people think and uh, at this time there weren't that many amazing objectives we did have one or two like the Mukiele for example was of course decent mm-hmm. and there are a few others um, but we'll have to see how things play out I wonder whether it's partly because obviously they've done this revamp to rivals and to champs and maybe they want people to focus on playing that and, and going through that first season. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, just to move on to the last couple of things that we wanted to discuss, uh, Nate, you were saying even though it's the end of the month, it is worth just putting it out there that it is coming. You know, Black Friday will appear and have a big impact on the market, we would have thought. Yeah, absolutely. And again, a lot of, I think this year where you're going to see the most market impact as we head into that time frame is going to be on those promo cards that have been released over the past couple of weeks so maybe even rule breakers you know as we get near the end of this month and probably icons i know gold cards are definitely going to drop off as well just people are going to be so scared of that supply 
And I'm, I'm not trying to instill fear at this early stage of <laughs> November since we've just entered the month. But I think we see the people, we see people in this game prepare for that earlier and earlier every year. So maybe just in your mind, like start, you know, put together a little concept squad of an untradeable or a cheap team. Like we were mentioning the Serie A, if you've got like a, a, a big boy team, you know, you know, 500K to a mil, maybe you kind of plan out a cheaper Serie A team that you could spend 100K on and still have a really quality team two mm. weeks from now when people start, you know, getting ready for the end of the month. But I, I still think the market seems, besides that supply, if you take a look at like the out-of-pack stuff, a lot of stuff has risen out-of-packs, whether it's, mm. you know, informs, a lot of the road to the knockouts this week's a Champions League week. So, you know, you, you see some of those cards moving up in prices people as they're rare already but people are anticipating more wins and getting closer to that upgrade uh, that will those are probably going to come at the end of this month too so i just kind of feel like we're in this earlier november is always like kind of just a flex point if you look back at the past years of the market like people start to worry about the end of the month and we start to get better content in november like again the icon swaps usually are close to coming out we start to have icon sbcs like the base icon last year came out before black friday i believe mm. we get another full round of player of the months that'll be coming in the next couple of weeks so maybe your sbc fodder will will move again or i can move for like the first time this year too i mean we haven't had besides like 88s and above 83s have been basically discarded apart from like one day when they dropped the team of the week sbc so mm. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I just feel like we're kind of in this... Uh, the calm before the storm. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of the calm before the storm, yeah. And yeah, he was definitely right, because after this recording, this is now me talking in the future, just to interject and say that we saw the Hero Upgrade SBC, which came in at, I think, around 200k odd. It was quite, I guess, reasonable for this type of SBC, if you compare it to, say, a base icon SBC, which tends to be a fair bit more. And although only six of the heroes were worth more than the SBC, obviously people looking at the likes of Janela and the chance of getting him, I think, went for the gamble. A lot of people did it, and the fodder, uh, the higher end, rose quite significantly. So uh, I think, as Nate recommends in his video that he put out just after it, which I'd strongly recommend watching if you're interested in how to profit off this in the future and also the state of the market as a result, he recommends selling that higher rated fodder. Um, there'll be chances to buy in again, I'm sure. And the lower rated stuff didn't move massively and it probably will do with something repeatable in the future. Also worth noting, if a base icon comes, it could be worth looking at those base icons. People do seem to panic. And even though this is untradeable, of course, and not repeatable, it uh, caused the likes of, I don't know, someone like Keen Cordoba to drop from 500 to 400K and then go back up again. So a good trading opportunity. Anyway, we've got one more question to ask. And uh, that is a useful one, I think, for many people about the market. Let's get back into it. So just finally, I know we talked before about the rise and fall across the course of the week, how it's almost the inverse of last year. You see the rise on a Sunday, Monday, and then the dip happens towards the promo. But I was interested in terms of the promo items, when would you say it tends to be, do you think, the best time to buy? It feels like they go quite cheap when they hit packs, but then yeah. they dip later in the week too. Yeah, right away, like with, with the promo packs, especially for like the team ones this year, a lot of the team ones have been really cheap in the first 10 to 15 minutes as people who have saved their marquee matchups packs, their division rivals rewards, and any other packs that they can muster up that are tradable. 
before a promo Friday, because usually the second week of a promo ends on Wednesday. So mm. you have that couple day period where people just save packs for the Friday. Uh, you see a lot of cards get really cheap right away. And especially with the 50K packs and the supply that we have this year, like stuff gets cheap early, it rises up. Uh, and then it does come back down later in the week. I, I kind of look at the road to the knockout team one as a pretty good example. And I'm kind of using that with the rule breakers this week. Uh, I'm going to be waiting on these rule breaker cards throughout the whole week to think about if I was going to put one in my team for even a week or so, mm. I was going to wait until probably Thursday with marquee matchups because I mean, mm. if you think about it, we maybe have upgrade packs on Monday today when we're doing this recording. Tuesday, we've got probably UEFA marquee matchups. That's going to bring some supply. And of course, the Thursday uh, regular marquee matchups, I mean, Road to the Knockout Team 1s took a hit in price on that Wednesday, Thursday timeframe uh, of when they were in packs. So I'm probably just going to wait it out throughout this week. Um, it's more for like the second week of the team. That's when you're maybe looking towards like a Sunday night, Monday, uh, and maybe if it's a Champions League week on, on a Tuesday for if those cards go out of packs on a Wednesday, that's when you're going to maybe see those mm-hmm. start to go up as people buy them up for investments and before they go out of packs. But yeah, for this week's team, I'm waiting. <laughs> Great. Yeah, no, it's really good to know that actually because I'm sure people will be looking to pick up players and wondering when the best time is. And yeah, thanks again, as always, for your insight. It was really helpful. And people can, of course, catch pretty much daily market related videos on your YouTube channel, which we should point people towards. Absolutely. Just YouTube the foot account and you'll probably see me. (laughs) Perfect. Amazing. Yeah, if you haven't already. And uh, thank you very much, Nate, for coming on the podcast. It's been great to have you on this content pod. Absolutely. Pleasure as always. Great to have you. We're going to head off and do the support episode with Richard and with Japes and Australian pro Marcus Gomes. We're going to talk about his three at the back formation, how to make that work. And I'll be talking about the tactic that carried me into the elite division over the last week, which I'm looking forward to sharing. You can get that episode and support the pod. Keep it going. It's just £3 a month and you get an extra podcast every week, alternates between the gameplay and content pod. You also get the main podcast, this podcast, early and ad-free. You can check that out and get loads more perks too over on the Patreon. Just search for Weekly Patron or go to bit.ly slash more pods. There are also giveaways over there if all of that isn't enough. But yeah, thank you very much to Japes and to Richard. Japes, uh, where can people find more Japes? Yeah, you can find a little bit more Japes on Twitter. I don't know, I'm, I'm low on the tweet volume, but high on the, uh, what would you call it? Like tweet... Uh, usefulness maybe quality because you you put out the tactics that you mentioned on last week's That's right. pod so yeah people should check those out and uh, we also uh, yeah say goodbye to Richard Richard where can people catch you uh, you can find me across all social media at rbuckley98 uh, low on the tweet volume and low on the tweet quality <laughs> high <laughs> on the tweet consumption uh, I'm always on Twitter I just don't really uh, tweet a lot, to be honest, but I'm, yeah. I'm always reading and keeping up to date with everybody. Yeah, and we should say, actually, you can follow the pod at Foot Weekly Pod. You can follow me at Foot Weekly Ben. And of course, a huge thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it and you aren't currently subscribed, then do subscribe to the pod. And if you would like more podcasts, as I said, you can become a supporter. Just search Foot Weekly Patron. It's super quick and easy to sign up. A huge thank you to all those patrons for supporting, keeping the podcast going, and those icon patrons dave b dj fifa player coach vass hugh j thomas alan g alistair jordan matt l chris w dougie david s liam b harry p sam b adam g neil p jake g robbie s 
Jake S, Parky92, Damon H, Zach O, Tom B, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Kraus, Adam A, Sam P, David C, Brian S, Sila P, Mikael L, Andrew C, Anthony R, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, at pace of a tortoise, Stephen C, Andrew C, Dan W, Pobius, Sporkum, Bronco, Matt H, and Savage P. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Nick V, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Aquí estamos preguntando sobre supersticiones financieras. Bueno, en mi familia decían, si te pica la mano, no te la rasques porque viene dinero. Pero si quieres controlar tu presupuesto, hay una manera mucho más práctica. ¿En serio? Con el plan precio personal de State Farm, puedes crear un precio accesible solo para ti. Y sin aguantar picazón, me gusta. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Llama para obtener una cotización hoy. Los precios varían según el estado. La elegibilidad para la selección de cobertura podría variar. Before I leave you though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you on the next podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.